And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Alina. Happy hub day. I do want to apologize in advance. I have a bit of a cold, so I might sound very nasally today, a bit husky. So, yes, apologies. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is my feeling under the weather. Um, if you need to take a cup of water, just just do so. And I'll, I'll just talk over you and we'll call it a uh, <laughs> I already have, but if I do need another sip, I will take it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. In time for the quickly approaching New Year's Day, of course, we have to take a look at the presidential pardons. Uh, this is our first pick of the day. Special pardon. So President Yoon Suk-yeol on Tuesday granted special pardons to former President Lee Myung-bak and several key political aides to both of his conservative and liberal predecessors. What's the latest, Adam? Yeah, so there are more than 1,300 actually on this list of pardons. Uh, most notably on the list was the former South Kyungsung Province Governor Kim Kyung-soo, uh, but he was pardoned without reinstatement, which basically disqualifies him from running for office until December 2027, so there were conditions with his pardon. Uh, he walked out of Tangwon Prison just after midnight. The close to former President Moon Jae-in was serving a two-year prison term for online uh, opinion rigging. Uh, he had about five months left into his prison term before he was pardoned, and he told reporters that he felt he received a gift that he didn't want, so it seemed like he was not really happy with the pardon that he received. Uh, he added that national unity is not conducted unilaterally, seemingly rejecting President Yoon's reasoning for the pardon. Uh, the most notable pardon uh, also on the list was a former President Im Young Bak. His 17-year prison sentence for corruption was suspended uh, due to health reasons. Uh, the pardon cancels the remaining 15 years of his term, as well as just over 8 billion won in unpaid fines out of a total of 13 billion won. Uh, others on the list include a former presidential chief of staff, Kim Gichun, and former finance minister, Choi Kyung hwan both officials of the former Park Geun-hye administration. Um, former intelligence agency director, Won Se-un, who served under former President Lee, was also pardoned. Former senior presidential secretary for political affairs, Ton Byung-hun, under former President Moon, and Shin Ge-ryan, uh, a former Democratic Party lawmaker, were also pardoned. Mm. Uh, the list this time focused on politicians from both the ruling and opposition uh, parties, and it omitted uh, many business tycoons, uh, interestingly, mm. um, and a total of 1,373 people, to be exact, uh, were pardoned on the list. It's quite notable that many business tycoons were um, taken out of the list, considering uh, President Yoon has touted a kind of, you know, uh, a push for more economic uh, development right. uh, and more focus on the private sector. Right. So it's interesting, like, there were many omissions in the business sector. Right. And I mean, in the large umbrella term that you use to justify some of these parting national unity, you could have easily, um, I suppose, pardoned the tycoons using the same logic. Right. But it is interesting to note that they were left out of this list anyway. Let's move mm -hmm. on to our second keyword of the day. Military apology. So the South Korean military has come under fire for failing to bring down or even trace uh, the five North Korean drones. And it publicly apologized over its failure and also uh, to trace their whereabouts even a day after they trespass into South Korean airspace. Mm. So it basically means that uh, these drones basically did their mission and basically succeeded in coming back as well. And that's... Uh, uh, and the intrusion by the drones has left the South Korean military's response capabilities in question. Right. 
uh, especially at a time when Seoul is trying to rein in the North's evolving uh, nuclear missile threats, especially uh, amid this hardline stance that the UN administration is taking. Uh, all of the drones appear to have returned to the North despite an operation to hunt them down that lasted five hours. Uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff acknowledged that while the military can counter attack drones that pose what it called a real threat, there is a limit to their ability to detect and strike smaller spy drones. It added that as a result, the military's lack of readiness has caused a lot of public concern. Um, the military also said it could not aggressively attack them because of concerns for civilian safety. Mm. Fortunately, there wasn't any civilian damage. Um, it pledged to improve anti-drone capabilities, including strike assets, jamming and radar technology, and regular air defense drills. Now, President Yoon wasn't happy. He told a cabinet meeting that the incident showed a substantial lack of the military's preparedness and training for the past several years. He was apparently criticizing the previous Moon Jae-in administration as he claimed there had been no exercises against such drones since 2017, which is the year that Moon took office and the last time a North Korean drone actually entered the South. Yoon um, said the people clearly saw the danger of a North Korea policy that relied on North Korea's good intentions and military agreements, apparently taking a swipe um, at the uh, North Korean policy of Moon Jae-in. Now, the main opposition Democratic Party criticized Yoon for shifting the blame, saying mm. that it is his administration's responsibility for national security and that it was under his governance that these drones did intrude the South. Um, meanwhile, Yoon also voiced regret that the National Assembly slashed the government's proposed budget for anti-drone operations by a whopping 50% next year, saying he will work to convince the Assembly to actually increase the amounts. Whether that will happen in light of what happened um, yesterday, uh, it remains to be seen if that budget will be uh, brought back up by 50% again, but we'll have to see how the rival parties um, deliberate on the matter. All right, with that, we move on to our third keyword of the day. North Korea meeting. So North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has hailed his country's growing economic and military power at the opening of a key annual meeting of the ruling Workers' Party where they review the year and set goals for the coming year. So what's the latest? Hmm? Right, so it added that the plenary meeting of the ruling Workers' Party was convened in Pyongyang on Monday to review past projects and discuss next year's work plans. As you said, state media reported that Kim called for stronger efforts to overcome hardships and challenges facing his country. Uh, during his speech, Kim suggested that the regime's pursuit of testing of weapons of mass destruction would not slow down next year. He stressed the need to lay out strategies to launch more exciting and confident struggles, in his words, based on valuable facts that the country has achieved practical advances after enduring all difficulties. Uh, the North Korean leader also expressed satisfaction that the North's national power has remarkably increased in all fields of politics, military, economy, and culture. He said these were achieved through accomplishments and progress achieved by fulfilling the tasks presented by the fifth plenary session of the 8th Central Committee, which took place in June. Uh, state media did not elaborate on the achievement, Kim claimed, and the tasks he set. Uh, several major agenda items were, meanwhile, approved in Monday's session. Uh, this includes a review of the implementation of major policies and the budget in 2022, as well as a working plan and a draft budget for 2023. Some experts say Kim will most likely use the meeting to reaffirm his resolve to expand his nuclear arsenal and introduce high-tech weapons targeting the US, 
and South Korea while laying out projects to revive pandemic-battered public livelihoods. Uh, the meeting is expected to last several days, and Kim is likely mm. to address issues such as his arms build-up, relations with the U.S. Uh, and the economy in later sessions. But as things stand, he seems um, uh, he seems to be maintaining his resolve to boost the country's weapons uh, program mm, uh, under the uh, under this so-called uh, weapons modernization uh, project that has been ongoing for the entire mm. year. We'll have to keep yeah. tabs on that. Let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Record exports. So the government is vowing to achieve record exports next year, despite gloomy forecasts. So how does this all add up? Uh, how do they uh, actually well plan on achieving mm. this goal? Right. Well, the goal is part of the industry's uh, ministry's 2023 policy plan that President Yoon was briefed on. He's receiving briefings from various ministries at the moment. Uh, the government vowed to make efforts to win major overseas nuclear power plant projects and boost arms sales next year. Uh, this comes despite the country's exports forecast to fall 4.5% on year next year due to a decrease in semiconductor prices and a global economic slowdown. Uh, this year's exports, though, are expected to reach an all-time high of 680 billion US dollars. Though the country saw an on-year fall of outbound shipments in October and November, whether that will um, uh, hinder the record all-time high for this year remains to be seen. Mm. Now, the government also vowed to expand sales in resource-rich resource nations and emerging markets. The government will continue to actively push for participation in nuclear reactor construction projects in Poland and the Czech Republic. Uh, it'll also devise strategies to join envisioned projects in the Philippines and Britain, among other nations. And the country also seeks to win sales of military items worth $17 billion or more next year. It has decided to earmark over $1 trillion for R&D in the field also. Mm. Uh, the government also pledged to implement differentiated measures in accordance with each export destination. So basically tailor-made uh, policies. It will support Korean firms' efforts to win infrastructure construction projects in the U.S. and their selling of key parts and materials by maximizing the bilateral, bilateral supply chains ties, as well as um, lowering the uh, negative impacts of the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, the government vowed to support sales of consumer goods in the ASEAN market on the back of the popularity of Korean culture, K-dramas, K-movies. Um, they all have particularly uh, high popularity in Southeast Asian nations. Mm. And it also wants to establish comprehensive partnerships with Middle Eastern nations in terms of nuclear power, hydrogen and renewable energy sectors. Mm. Uh, Korea will also push for signing new free trade agreements with South American nations to facilitate trade and deepen cooperation on key materials. Usually South American countries are resource rich. The government also decided to provide a record high of 360 trillion won in trade financing as well mm. to prop up exports. Uh, these are all plans. Whether it will help to achieve record exports remains to be seen. Whether it can fight the expectations or forecasts of a gloomy export outlook next year remains to be seen, but there you have it. That is the plan so far. All right. It does seem that in large part will be supported by major overseas nuclear power plant projects and arms sales. Those are the hmm. hefty, hefty expensive projects, right. if you ask me. But yeah. as you've said, that's a pretty long list. Um, we'll hmm. see how it pans out in the new year. With that, we move mm -hmm. on to our final keyword of the day. 
China with COVID. So Chinese people have rushed to book overseas travel after Beijing announced it would reopen its border next month. Uh, this is causing some concern of variants coming into popular destinations like Korea and Japan. Of course, they have the big New Year celebration and we'll have to see what kind of measures are brought up in light of the number of infections China is seeing. Right. So only a couple of months uh, or just uh, a few weeks. Yeah, just a few weeks until the Lunar New Year as well. Uh, so a lot of people will be, of course, traveling. Korea is, of course, one of the most popular destinations for Chinese travelers. But medical, medical experts are concerned. They say Korea should brace for a possible influx of new coronavirus variants uh, from China. They are worried that China's abrupt reopening policies could spawn mutations of the virus as well. Now, after the Chinese government abruptly rolled back its years-long zero-COVID strategy earlier this month, the nation is currently facing what could possibly be the world's biggest pandemic outbreak. Of course, the country rolled back on those zero-COVID policies amid uh, a lot of opposition, uh, public opposition to it. Um, some scientists project China to see up to one million deaths over the next few months if the authorities fail to uh, flatten the curve. Uh, although the scale of human movements between Korea and China has not fully returned to pre-COVID levels, about 250,000 Chinese tourists actually visited Korea from August to October this year. Mm. Of course, that figure is only expected to increase with the eased travel restrictions. Uh, as for Korea, there are currently no COVID-related restrictions on entrance of foreign nationality, regardless of vaccination history or nationality. Travelers are also not subject to mandatory PCR tests upon arrival. Um, Japan, meanwhile, has announced that all travelers from uh, China must show a negative COVID test on arrival or quarantine for seven days because mm. of the surge in cases there. Uh, India has also said travelers from China must show a negative COVID test when they arrive, though this was announced before Beijing's easing um, of restrictions. There are no toughened measures for Chinese travelers to Korea yet, but that may change, of course, if the pandemic situation uh, in China worsens. So we'll have to keep our eyes and ears peeled. Thank you very much, Anna, for today's coverage. Uh, have a restful day. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I certainly will. Thank you very much. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.